Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Betting the under on NFL games, even if you think or know you're going to be right, it's excruciating because then you're just waiting for time to pass. Right now, Buffalo is up 24 to 10, 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter in Buffalo. The over-under on this thing, 39 and a half. So we got 34 already, so one more score is going to blow that thing up. But we'll see. I don't know. I just thought it was going to be under because of all the bad weather, but what do I know? And the Bills scored 21 points in the first 18 minutes of the game. It uh, puts it in a precarious situation. Talk all things NFL playoffs here in hour number two. If you missed anything in hour number one, on Nuanas Now here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You can find it on the podcast, probably presented by Schulte Law. If you had a bad day, you've been hurt, you're in trouble, Schulte Law can help you out. JSchulteLaw.com. Nuanas Now podcast also probably presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit MSUBookstore.org. Since it's the second hour of Monday's show, that means it's time for the Monday afternoon quarterback. Coach Marty in studio with us, Marty Mortaweg, joining us like he does each and every Monday during the second hour. We're still on baby watch, Coach. No baby yet, so here we are in studio. What are we doing? (laughs) It's you and I on Radio Way. Your wife's about to have a baby. The NFL playoffs are going on. Pittsburgh's about to go in and make this a game at Buffalo where... The weather looked on TV to be, like, perfect. I know. I, I mean, it's cold, colder than all bleep. Right. But the, it doesn't look like it's too windy. I know. Uh, and so your under may not, it may not hold up. But what are we doing here on Radio Way? We don't even have a TV, right? I know. I, know. I got um, the game um, cast right here. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what uh, I got uh, on my uh, little uh, phone. I'll tilt it for you. We're watching ourselves on TV. That's quality <laughs> control more than anything. I don't actually particularly like watching myself on TV, but we got to make sure we're still up on there. So uh, maybe we'll get... Uh, Somebody to switch the channel over for us at some point. Monday afternoon quarterback probably presented by Stackman Bank. Stackman Bank is Montana's brand of baking. The Monday afternoon quarterback is Montana's brand of NFL. We'll start with this game because just because they moved it. What did you think of that? I mean, on one hand, it was like a state of emergency in Buffalo for a moment in time. It's like 55 mile per hour winds, no. like six inches of snow an hour, they were saying. The highways going into Buffalo, especially the, the bridges over the Great Lakes, were all closed. But on the other hand, it's like, well, it was negative 10 in Kansas City, and they didn't move that game. So what would you think of them moving this game? I've been involved in a game that has been moved, right, and delayed. Uh, So now it was not a playoff game, but it was an important game. And it really, you've got to have uh, some uh, experience with that because we did it wrong. We just locked ourselves in uh, to the hotel for like two days, you know, in this uh, snowstorm and windstorm and all of that. So which which stop in your career was this at? I was in Philly. Okay. Yeah. And so... 
it looked like Pittsburgh did not travel, right? So they made sure of that. Uh, but it does screw your whole schedule, your whole routine up, right? Because in the NFL, as you know, there is a routine leading up to the game. And then all of a sudden, two days before, uh, it's delayed for a whole day. What do you do with that whole day? You've got to be really good at that. Uh, what, what you're going to end up doing on that day, extra day. And you can't, typically, you can't go Right. And, and, and practice and keep yourself right. sharp. So uh, I, I would suspect that the home team probably has a little bit of advantage. Uh, and and then I don't like these Monday playoff games because at some point one of the teams is going to have uh, a, an extra day and the other team is going to have a day short at some point here leading up to the Super Bowl. Steelers, touchdown, Mason Rudolph. Hits Calvin Austin the third, seven-yard score. Extra point is good. So that's a 12-play, 75-yard drive over six minutes for the Steelers. And uh, don't look now, but Pittsburgh was down 21 nothing with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. You had to know Mike Tomlin's team was going to come fighting back, though. And now it's 24-17. Bills suddenly clinging to a lead in Buffalo about 10 minutes and 30 seconds to go. This Pittsburgh team coach has been... They've been wild this year. They Sometimes you're like, this is the worst offensive team in the history of football. <laughs> and then other times you're like, well, maybe they just save it all for the end so they can figure out a way to beat you. And they're doing it with their backup quarterback. They're doing yeah. it without their captain and T.J. Watt. I mean, I guess this is why Mike Tomlin is one of the great coaches in the NFL. Yeah, what's going to occur with Mike Tomlin? His contract is up, I believe, right now this year. Yeah. Right? And, and so I've I've read things. I've met Mike before. Uh He's a deep thought type of fella. Yeah. Uh, a very tough guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, very disciplined uh, man. So and this is going to be interesting. What's going to happen in Dallas? What's going to happen in Pittsburgh? It's already happened in New England. Uh, it's already happened in Seattle. So it's, it's going to be an interesting and sort of exciting time to follow this. The Steelers have quite literally never fired a coach. Yeah, that's right. That's, They've only had a select few I mean, Chuck, in their history. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. That's it. Yeah. Since, since like the 1960s, which is crazy. But I think that's why they've always been so good, right? Because they've had this crazy continuity. They've had continuity like pretty much nobody in pro sports. And if you remember Chuck Knoll, I mean, if you go back there, somebody please double check and, and text it to Coulter, right? It took them like three years even to be a 500 team. Totally. And then they drafted really right. well. And then all of a sudden, they're winning multiple I Super mean, Bowls. Right. Same with, with Tom Landry there in Dallas. Uh, it took him several years even to get to 500. And then they win a bunch of Super Bowls. So th that type of ownership that knows that you're on the right track and hangs with you. Much like Detroit, finally. Totally. Finally, they hung with, with uh, Dan Campbell. And they got that thing rolling just a little bit. I still think they're a, 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 a couple of players or two away from winning the whole thing. But I sure am rooting for the Lions in Detroit. Oh, it's a great story. We'll come back to that. We got the game. So, Andrew, producer of the year, comes in and turns it on for us. We got to get this on. I don't want to watch myself on TV anymore. I want to watch this thing. So, thank you, Andrew. Andrew, for you're the, the man. For the assist. Uh, I got a couple college questions for you, Coach, before we come back to the NFL. First of all, 
It's crazy how fast the news cycle moves now. The Grizz lose the national championship game, and we talked about it for one day, and then all of a sudden, Clifton McDowell's into the portal, and that's all the things. That's all the only thing people in Missoula are talking about. And then it was Junior Bergen watch. Is he going anywhere? He decides he's coming back, although he had said that multiple times. So I don't know if that's necessarily news. It was just confirmation of what he had already said. But either way, what would you think of, of the Big Grizz quarterback going to the transfer portal? Well, my first thought was why. That's my first Why? This is like his like third or fourth team. This is this will be this next school will be his fifth, fifth. school. So this was the fourth. He went to, to Louisiana, then he went to a junior college, then he went to Central Arkansas, yeah. and then he finally found a home at Montana, the only place he's ever played. And he won the job. He won the job. He won the job in a very difficult battle. And then he he led his team to like a 10 and 1 run. 11, 11 straight wins for 11 him as the, wins. as the starting quarterback. And then he lost the last one, but still, I mean, to 11 the best w- team in the country. Yeah, that's right. All right. So I'm, I'm going, why? Why? Well, he must have a good reason for this, I suspect. Uh, I, I, just from afar, I'm going, why? Why would you do that to yourself? let alone your team. And then, you know, he's from Texas, and I hear that he's going to end up at a school in Texas. I think and, that's probably right. And, and so maybe there's a good reason that we don't know about. Sure. But, but I'm kind of excited, on the other hand, for this Ayat, because I think he's uh, very talented, and he's got some instincts as well. Now, the negative to that is the depth. Uh, sure. We have a couple other quarterbacks that I think are pretty good as well without McDowell. But with McDowell, you would have McDowell and Ayat, and Ayat, it would be kind of like uh, love. Uh, in a backup type of sure. situation and learning as he goes, but so now it looks like it looks like Ayat will be thrown into the fire, uh, game one of next year against uh, Missouri, State, Missouri State. I believe, yeah, the Bears coming to Missoula to open up the season uh, the first weekend of September. Marty Mornawagen, studio with us here on one is now it's the Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank. Montana's brand of banking. Stockman Bank has locations throughout the state of Montana. They're in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. For better or worse, I I think for better largely, Bobby Houck loves position battles. He loves making guys win their spots. I think that that's a lot more beneficial to every other position on the football field than it is to quarterback. <laughs> well, you you bring up a great point. I I've sort of always believed in that. How however, competition does for sure bring out the very best in all of the fellas that are in this competition. Even at the quarterback spot, I will say, right? I probably would have selected a quarterback after the first couple of games, two or three games, uh, rather than at midseason right. when he was kind of forced to. But Bobby has done this a long time and been very successful. Bobby Hauk, I'm talking about. And it worked. It worked beautifully. Now, Getting back to McDowell, you want to become an expert at what you do, right? And how can you become an expert within all of these different systems that you've been in? It's very, very difficult to become an expert at what you do in a system for only one year. If you stay in that same system for two or three years. So I'm I'm all for, let's go. Let's go, Iot. And then we'll recruit the front rather than another transfer, although that's 
That's that's out there. I'm sure. Oh, I I I'm, I, I'm, I'm I almost, sure. I almost guarantee you they bring in a transfer. Yeah, and and then just for the competition. But I, I would recruit the next Dave Dickinson out of right. the state of Montana. Be very selective with how you're going to recruit at that quarterback spot because you've got Ayat. So uh, I I would do it that way. Uh, and and I'm still a little surprised with McDowell because. Uh, he must not understand. Uh, it, it takes an awful lot to become an expert at what you do, and it's very difficult if you're going to be in your fourth school in five years. I want to ask you about the, the other side of the divide because it's interesting. Montana State, they made a lot of hay the last couple of years by having multiple quarterbacks, but I actually thought the number one advantage was that both Tommy Mallott and Sean Chambers got hurt pretty bad, and so they had another guy to go to. When they both were available, I thought it made each one of them not as good. Yeah. And then in the playoffs, Tommy Mallott played his best game, and Chambers was all sorts of banged up, but then Mallott gets hurt, and they have to go with Chambers. Either way, though, I just think that actually, I'm not saying losing a, a you know a first-team all-conference player. Sean Chambers' first-team all-conference two years in a row. Losing that guy is not good for your team, but I do think it's good specifically for Tommy Mallott. What do you think of uh, the Bobcat quarterback going into his senior year? Mallott. I love Mallott. All right, Chambers, love Chambers. I don't think Montana State played them very well last year. That's you've true. got a script when they're both available. You've got to script Chambers in. Malat's your guy. Script Chambers in. Take the run game off of Malat. They run them too much. There's no way that most quarterbacks will stay healthy throughout a season uh, if you run them that much. So, no. so here's my they're point. small like Tommy Mallott. Yeah. I mean, Tommy Mallott's no. is an undersized guy. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I, I just, I even think a big guy, Lamar Jackson. No, for sure. Right? I, I mean, he I mean, has anybody. not been available. Josh Allen's gets bigs up. Josh yeah. Allen's the yeah. biggest quarterback in the whole yeah. league. So, so uh, my philosophy has always been, when you've got an active quarterback that's a very good runner, uh, from Tommy L- L- Malott uh, to Lamar Jackson, uh, run him just enough to have it be a threat at all times. Yes. All right? So what is that? Two, three, four. And when you do it, you got to pop off some big yards and then, and then get up and get out. Yes. Or if you're inside the numbers, get down unless... You think you can score unless it's one-on-one. And then you make your move and go score, right? So then you take the, you minimize the splatter hits on these quarterbacks. Just minimize. Doesn't mean they're not going to get hurt. Right. But you minimize the chance of that happening because I will tell you, every pull, every little hit, every, every, it pulls at a quarterback, yes. and yes. then at some point, it comes to fruition and the, the man's not available. Well, and that's the... You and I have talked about this through the lens of Josh Allen. I'm not saying Tommy Watts like Josh Allen, but he is wired like him a little bit. Where it's like, like what I'm saying is, Josh Allen doesn't really know how to run out of bounds. Tommy Watt has been able to just straight run over most of the competition he's played against. Well, now it's when you get further and further down the road and you have a bunch of tread on the tires, I guess what I'm saying is you don't want to put it into Tommy Mallott's makeup to be timid or to be not aggressive. You just have to take the, the carries off him. They've yeah. had some problems where they've had. They've had some injuries at running back, and they still want to. They still want to run this this zone read offense, and so yeah. then they give him twenty five carries a game. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that, it's just like a ticking time bomb, right? Yeah. I mean, you're just yeah. going to run out of gas. Uh, well, I, look at as a true freshman, 
absolutely. Uh, when, when he came in as a freshman, uh, you know, in the playoff time, played directly to his strengths. Yes, that's right. Uh, you, you, you know, okay. So, but then as you go, I always know that, at least in the NFL, he, that young man has to be well-trained within his third year yeah. as a pocket passer. Because why? Why? At some point, he's got to get a knee or an That's ankle. Right. or something, And he's he can't play that style. Yeah. And, and then if you're ever third and seven plus, you're dead in the water. Yes. If you haven't trained him properly. And I think Malat is really a fine thrower of the football. I agree. And so they can do that with him. And they, they I wouldn't put a pass in to bring in a running type of quarterback. Right. Uh, so they can do some of that stuff. But yep. keep keep the hits, keep especially the splatter hits off him a lot. Keep him healthy. Uh, and look, you may take a step back before you take two steps forward if you do that. And some coaches uh, just uh, don't have the patience to do it. So much for this being a low-scoring game. Bills have scored again, and now it's 31-17. So my under is completely blown out of the water. Uh, but Buffalo uh, leading by two touchdowns, six minutes and 27 seconds to go. So we'll see if Mason Rudolph can uh, get the Steelers back up the field. But uh, nice drive there, nice answer. Josh Allen uh, hits Khalil Shakir for a 17-yard touchdown pass. So uh, Buffalo looks like they're fast-tracking towards uh, another uh, playoff victory. Last college topic, and then we'll take a break. Joanna McCoy, the outstanding quarterback yeah. from Idaho, I know we both really liked. Yeah. He's on his way out as well. They sort of had a mass exodus. I mean, they had him, the running back. Yeah. The receivers are both seniors, so they were already going to be gone. A couple of their linebackers left. They've had a lot of guys yeah. uh, hop into that portal. But McCoy chose Oregon State. I'm very interested to see how that goes because uh, I think he's a really good player. I just, I'm, I'm just interested to see how he acclimates. Well, great player. Talented player, uh, a touch on her side, so you've got to live with with his movement stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he so so he's got to be really really disciplined because because I've seen him become undisciplined for sure within his movement uh, stuff, you know, and and so he's got to be really disciplined there at Oregon State, I believe is where That's he, right. yep. he ended up, uh, and I I think he'll have a. Uh, a heck of a year next year if he keeps his discipline. You go back to Montana. Montana's lost her quarterback, who was only here for one year. He's not a Mon- he's not a University of Montana Grizz, right? right? Right. They lose him. Okay. I don't believe they've lost anybody else. They've right. got something a little special, I think, going on there because I think there are some. Um, that, that might be select few that could go, yep. go jump into that portal and and move on. So I think, unlike. On the other side of the mountains, they've lost like they, some great players. Seven guys to the portal, the portal including several all-conference guys. Yep. You know, so I think I think Montana might have something special where they want to play for each other. They love it in Missoula, Montana. They like the university. They like the football team. So I think they might have something special there going on. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornaway in studio with us. Presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. We'll do all things NFL. Coaching carousel, NFL playoffs, and give you an update on this one. Right after this, keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. 
Welcome back to us now, ESPN Radio, SWX by 10 Television, and the ESPN MT app. Rolling through the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg, in studio with us. Thanks so much for tuning in here on this Monday. No baby for me yet. It's coming. I know, I know it is. But as long as it's not quite here yet, we're going to keep doing the show from the studio. I know it's kind of hanging in limbo, but have no fear. These guys behind the glass, they'll have you covered while I'm gone, and you'll hear me on the show uh, quite a bit as well. Coach, before we get to some of the, the action that played out across the NFL the last uh, couple days, how about the day in the coaching world last week when you have truly three of the greatest coaches of the modern era, Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll in the NFL and Nick Saban in the college football, all stepped away on the same day. I know Carroll was kind of forced out, and Belichick, it was a mutual parting of ways. But either way, I mean, those three guys are three of the greatest winners ever. It's... I thought it was just wild that they all did it on the same day. Yeah, and it, almost to where it might have been a few phone calls scripted. <laughs> right. I know it wasn't. Right. I know it right. wasn't. But right. man, uh, so I would say this with Saban, he he's probably from what I read, he probably is stepping back a year or two early. Yeah, uh, just because. He said, it's just harder for me at my age. Yeah. So, you know, get, get, get out of it just a little earlier. That type of philosophy. Uh, Pete, uh, I think it ran its course there. 14 years uh, a long it, time. Yeah, it was it was a it was a heck of a run. They won a Super Bowl, went back to probably should have had that one as for well. Sure. Right. So it was a good run there. And then Belichick, my gosh, what a run that was. And, and sometimes, even with great success, and in New England, it's the greatest success ever. I mean, for sure. Right? You just get tired of each other. And oh, I'm that's talking right. ownership, administration, yeah, and, coach, and, and it's probably about time. Oh, I actually, I totally agree with that. I actually think that those guys, Robert Kraft and, and Bill Belichick and, and everybody in that organization actually deserves a ton of credit because usually you get tired of each other. In half as long as they were together. It usually is 10, ten years right. max. They made it for a quarter century. Yeah, even with Super Bowls within <laughs> right, a 10-year right. span, you usually get tired of each other. But uh, it, it is amazing how important that quarterback position oh, is. Oh, man. Because without Tom, uh, they've struggled to win games. Uh, so, uh, Belichick, one of the greatest coaches ever in history. I would not uh, be surprised... To see him with, let's just say, I don't want to be too quick on this thing, with, let's just say, the Cowboys. See, Would that see, be intriguing? Man, and that's uh, all I was thinking yesterday while the Packers were just kicking the Cowboys' asses up and down the field. They're yeah. just smoking them. I was thinking was, well, first of all, Mike McCarthy might be a dead man walking there on the sideline. And then I thought to myself, the fact that there's some of these other coaches available, namely Bill Belichick and potentially Jim Harbaugh, yeah. that that really, really makes it even more interesting. And even Dan Quinn, because Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, he was like the hot commodity, maybe going to Seattle. Maybe you just promote him internally because you don't want him to leave. There's this – the performance yesterday by the Cowboys is worth – a big-time deep dive if you're the Cowboys' uh, ownership. But then the fact that there's other coaches out there, it makes it even more a little bit tenuous. Yeah, before that game started, I would have said there is no way that the Cowboys would ever make a change. But that was sort of – and Jerry Jones, uh, of course, the owner and GM for the Cowboys, he stated publicly it was a little embarrassing. Oh, for Uh, sure. You you know, so so, – then, after the ball game, we can go and, hmm, hmm. And 
Jerry Jones hired Bill Parcells back in the day, right? Who is very uh, well connected with Belichick, and yep. so uh, for that reason, I could see it coming. But Jerry Jones, he will give it a few days. He'll give it a few days and let the motions run its course, and then make some some decisions. And uh, the, the he he's typically a pretty good decision maker. I will tell you. The Cowboys have trouble winning a playoff game, and almost every year they're one of the most talented teams in the National Football League. I know. I know because I was in Philly for a decade, uh, and they're, uh, uh, he does a good job of acquiring players. No, no doubt. And drafting players. Well, it's a place people want to play. I mean, they have a crazy fan base. They have yeah. one of the sweetest stadiums in all of football. I mean, it's Texas. Yeah. You know, I mean, Dallas one of the premier cities in the country. No uh, state income tax. I mean, there's all sorts you of reasons know. why they have a whole bunch of talent, but they just yeah. can't ever get it done. It was crazy. I want to talk about the Packers in a minute because I do think the national media always centers it upon either the Cowboys win or the Cowboys lose. They never talk about the other team. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the Packers in just a minute. But I th- I'm a big body language guy. I'm a big, like, interpersonal communication of what's going on. And I know you're not there at the stadium, but you can even see it on TV. It was wild. You could tell there was something wrong. They were not on the same page, especially Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, from the beginning. It wasn't like, oh, Dak's playing bad and now CeeDee's mad at him. They were mad at each other from the very first possession. It's like, what's going on here? It was really, really weird to watch. Yeah, and McCarthy's job status, for some reason, was out in public before that ball game. After a 12-win season. (laughs) You you know, I mean, it's crazy. If they lose this one, then what will happen, right? Uh, Much like Pittsburgh uh, with Mike Tomlin. That's been out public, right? Okay, so the players uh, may not consciously be thinking about but it's there. Yeah, It's something that you have to overcome, and I thought Dallas did really a poor job of that. On paper, they were the better team. And Jordan Love... Uh, wow. Wow. I mean, the Green Bay Packers are going to go Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Jordan Love, and... He had, the, he had the greatest, the highest quarterback rating for any first-time starter in the playoffs, for any rookie starting his first playoff game in the history of the NFL. And it was on the road. On the road. Against, supposedly, a very good defense, right? <laughs> yeah, Dan Quinn's amazing. defense. So, so I, I will tell you, you know, you go that gets you back to the debate. Uh, do you play a quarterback, a highly drafted early, uh, Troy Aikman, and goes 0-10 or 0-11 in his first 10 or 11 starts? Or do you do it like Jordan Love and, the, sure. and Aaron Rodgers and Aaron behind, behind uh, the great Brett Favre? Uh, the, uh, Green Bay no kind of sort of knows how to do that really well. Patrick Mahomes. The only start as a rookie he got was the last game of the That's season because right. right. he got it all wrapped up. For sure. Uh, so, I mean, Tom uh, Brady, same way. Tom Brady didn't start until right. Drew Bessel got hurt. That's right. So uh, how you go about your quarterback position is so important. You look at these teams that are left in the playoffs. Who's the worst quarterback left? I mean, they're all really good. There's some good quarterbacks that aren't in the playoffs For because sure. they weren't surrounded uh, by good enough fellas or and or coaches. And what a rebuild. It's Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Stockman Bank. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking. This is Montana's brand of NFL. Marty Mortaway in studio with us. What a, what a phenomenal, quick rebuild by the Green Bay Packers. I mean, you have an all-time great quarterback. Yeah. The divorce gets messy. You cut ties. You get rid of him. <laughs> and then you go with this dude who everybody was skeptical of. And you take your lumps a little bit. But then, I mean... 
I, I was reading that this group of offensive skill players, they have nobody that caught passes or or touched the ball besides Aaron Jones on their offense yesterday. There's not either a first or second year player. It's the youngest offense in the National Football League. Yeah. They had the all-time record for first and second year players for catches, yards, and touchdowns in a single season. It was almost like watching a college team. They got so much. You don't think that you can have as much. I think there's like a perception you can't get that much better in the scope of a season in the NFL. They got so much better throughout the scope of the season. First half, they were not a playoff team. Now it's like, whoa, could these guys actually make a run and actually win the NFC? I don't I think it's on the table. Yeah, Coulter, I will tell you that goes to back to the debate, you know, the experience. And experience counts. At key positions. Right. But that youth movement, they don't know what they don't know yet. They've never been there, uh, so they they tend to focus a little bit better. Uh, And as long as you have some really good leaders and experience at key spots, and this, this Jordan Love, even though he was not playing, he saw how Aaron Rodgers handled some of these uh, situations in the playoffs and all that. So that youth movement, and and I will tell you, there's been some young football teams go and win the Super Bowl. For sure. You know, that uh, I don't think the numbers show that an experienced team actually always wins the Super Bowl, but experience at the key positions, I think, is paramount. It's funny because the NBA, it's like exclusively experienced teams. Like there has never really been an NBA champion that had a whole bunch of guys in their early to mid 20s. It's all guys in their late 20s or early 30s. But the NFL, you're right, it's all over the board. Yeah. But in college basketball, oh, it's always the senior laden guys for yeah. sure. Uh let's talk about the uh, some of the other games. Well, I was going to say that some of these young, you know, they bring them out, you know, one and done and to oh, yeah. the NBA and uh you know, those guys are crazy good as well. No, no doubt. Update from the uh, game in Buffalo. Buffalo just shanked uh, about 25-yard field goal. So by Steelers plus 16 and a half is still still in play. Uh, hanging on by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. But uh, Buffalo's up 31-14. This one's pretty much well in hand. Minute and 13 seconds to go. The other AFC games, though, Coach, Saturday night, freezing cold in Kansas City. And the Kansas City looked like the Chiefs of old. Man, they looked good. I will tell you, I've said this for... Uh Maybe though since midseason. They are playing. I'm talking about the Chiefs. Their defense is playing at the highest level I've seen them since Andy Reid's no been doubt. there. No doubt. I mean, they, they've got a very good defensive football team. Offensively, they're not quite as good as they have been, but they've got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So you that's a pretty good combination. Very good defense, the best that you've ever had. And a great quarterback who's won Super Bowls. And a running back who, this time of year, he's ready to roll. Like he was, he, Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco was looking exactly like he was just eating up the cold weather. Yeah, I, I will tell you. So I think they're in a better position than they have been in the past to make a run here because of that defense. Yeah. And, and then you add in Rashi Rice has gotten way better. He's an emerging rookie. Pacheco's great. Travis Kelsey's been kind of up and down this year. Because he's just getting kind of older. But when it gets to the playoffs, it just doesn't matter. Because if it's just a one-and-done scenario, he can just bring his level up. And he looked like all-pro Travis Kelsey yesterday as well. How about for the Dolphins? They were sort of like the Cinderella it team for a little while. I I get why. Part of it's because the easiest thing for the public to sort of consume is razzle-dazzle type of offense. And then you got Mike McDaniel. He's... 
you know, sort of this unorthodox coach. He's this young guy. He's got his TikTok channel. All the girls are watching him. They're on hard knocks, all this stuff. That's it. I've been in the whole year. I'm thinking Miami is a bunch of flash, no substance. And, you know, I don't think you can put too much into it. They lost an arrowhead. Everybody loses an arrowhead in the playoffs. But I, I just didn't think that Miami was that close, even though everybody was kind of giving them credit. They're better than they have been, but they, I just didn't think they were ever that much of a contender. Yeah, and they're beat up a little they bit, are, they you are. know. So uh, I uh, that wasn't hard uh, to to sort of project that, the, the, that that was going to happen. Their offense tends to beat up. You and I have discussed this before on medium to bad defenses. That's right. That's right. You get into all that fancy motion stuff. You know, the good defenses, they just point at that. You know? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, uh, uh, the, and, and uh, Tua... Uh, doesn't look like he's moving quite as well as he once did. Nope. Uh, and so maybe he's beat up just a little bit, and they just didn't look. Now, I will tell you, you got to give credit to the Kansas City defense. They're <laughs> pretty good now. Well, I mean, sure. uh, best sure. they've ever had, in my opinion. Well, now that they can rush the passer, that's the – I mean, they've been building it kind of in the secondary. But now, I mean, they're second in the NFL in sacks this year. They have 57 sacks. I mean, they have a great pass rush. The money that they spent on Chris Jones was well worth it. Like, he was holding out at the beginning of the year. They gave him the big check, and he's produced at a first-team All-Pro level, and their pass rush is, is dynamite. Marty Bordelag in studio with us. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. About 45 seconds left in Buffalo. Pittsburgh does have the ball down in uh, Bill's territory. They're about 40 yards from the end zone, but uh, running out of time. they got no timeouts left, and the clock now ticking will be probably under 30 seconds by the time this next play uh, is run. So we'll give you a final on this one. So when that becomes a final, I mm-hmm. believe the Chiefs are at Buffalo. That's right. What a matchup that's going to be. I mean, the time, when they played each other in Kansas City, I believe it was two or three years ago. Yep. That was one of the greatest playoff games of the modern era. I mean, that was seriously one of the greatest football games I have ever watched. And uh, that is pretty cool that we're going to have another matchup of it. And if it went the other way, right. is Josh Allen the Patrick Mahomes of today? You know, right. one right. game can totally. tilt a career, let alone uh, just a team's uh, championship Possibilities. So before we move on to the results uh, from last night, the Chiefs, Mahomes, he's now won 11 playoff games, one of the greatest in playoff history already. He's already won more playoff games than like eight different NFL franchises total. (laughs) But he's never gone on the road before. What do you think of that? Well, that's that's why the drama, right? You can bring these things up, and that's why all eyeballs are going to be on the TV for that ball game, I suspect. Patrick Mahomes will have no problems uh, anywhere. He could be playing in the backyard, and he's just better than everybody else. It's just amazing how he can just rise his level, man. It's, yeah. He's just he's just so spectacular to watch. It's it's amazing. I will tell you that in college they don't do it, but in the pros it's silent snap count on the road. And right. if you if you're really good at that, it sort of takes that crowd noise away. You know the cold. The cold also. So so you're on the road. Yep. You're battling crowd noise. And it, with my experience, when it's really cold, I'm not talking like 22 degrees. I'm talking like zero. Or, right. Negative you battle like that it too. It slows you down just a little bit. So you have to, but because of experience, you have to tell the fellas, hey, look, the crowd noise, the, 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 on the road, the cold, it will slow us down. So your quarterback and your play caller, you got to be on it because everything just slows down a little bit. And I've seen some NFL teams have some clock problems, but they become experts at the silent snap count, which colleges just don't do.
we totally skipped over the first game of the weekend. That was the Browns uh, and the Texans. Ah, Texans looked great. I, I it was so funny. Flacco, your guy Joe Flacco, yeah. he made an unbelievable third down throw right into a window. And I I got out my phone to text you. Cool Joe's back, and then he, he threw, threw back. Pick. He, threw, yeah. <laughs> he threw pick sixes on the next two, and I was like, oh, I'm just not going to text Marty. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, well, I texted. I, I said, what a great run! It was yeah, exciting it was to watch all that stuff. And uh, uh, Stefanski, I thought he did a heck of a job. Joe was his fourth, fourth no, sure. quarterback, and they make it to the playoffs, sure. let alone uh, have a nice run at the end of the season. So uh, I, I would say a good job. For the Cleveland Browns, and I think their defense is really good. They didn't look as good, uh, but Joe threw two pick sixes. That that kind of takes away a little juice from you because I I, I know this defenses they'll play to it. If your offense is scoring, oh my gosh, that white stuff starts coming out of the defensive players' mouths. You see, and so uh, uh, kudos to the to the Cleveland Browns even in a loss. And how about Houston's quarterback? C.J. Stroud is the man. That's rare. Now I mean, it, it's it's like one of a kind at this point. Yeah. To, to throw for 4,000 yards as a rookie, I mean, they won 11 games the last three years combined. Yeah. That was their 11th win this season with a rookie quarterback. That's an incredible turnaround, especially under a first-year, first-time head coach. Yeah, yeah, so that's the combination. First-year, first-time head coach and a rookie quarterback together. So they've built the team. You know, they had some bad years, uh, and then so they were drafting pretty high. So they built that team pretty well. I think they've got a, a unique quarterback who can sort of put a team on his shoulders and have a chance to win the game. Uh, and it's so unique. You go back to, let's say, uh, let's say uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Man, did he have one of the great defenses as a rookie. So he went far. Flacco went far as a rookie with a great Baltimore defense. Dan Marino. Uh, was a pure passer yep. of the ball. Yep. He had some success at some point in his rookie year, right? Uh, this guy may be better than them all if he keeps rolling with them. He's got an excellent head coach, an excellent surrounding cast. Uh, they've got quite a future there in Houston. Now he's going to have to deal with what happens across all American sports now, though. He's the guy. Yeah. Everybody's going to be on him. That's what's so impressive about Mahomes. People pinned him, hey, this guy's special. And then everybody designed everything to, to beat him. And you get all the exterior pressure, and you get all this distraction and noise, and he's never wavered. Can Stroud handle it? Because it, it's going to happen. Because he's got all the he's got all the stuff, right? He's yeah. he's good-looking kid. He's smooth. He's charismatic. He was a college star from a huge fan base in Ohio State. And so can he handle it? I mean, cart before the horse, because they're still in the midst of this playoff run, but that's going to be the next step for him. Yeah, well, the great Patrick Mahomes even had some ups and downs. Well, for sure. Uh, but but they the great players kind of minimize those downs. Yeah, you, you know, and uh, Kansas City at some point had to start running the ball a little bit more because people are just taking the shots away. So we'll see how this young man handles it. I would expect that uh, he'll handle it just beautifully uh, because he's got a really good coach around him. I'm sure he's got other people around him. Uh, that will keep the thing positive. Final from Buffalo, 31-17. The Bills win. They're moving on. So as Coach Marty just said, 
Kansas City will play at Buffalo at uh, 2.30 on uh, Saturday. Oh, excuse me, 4.30. This is not Eastern time. So 4.30 Sunday on CBS. So that'll be a, a really good one. And then Houston, who we're talking about, they will head down or head across uh, to Baltimore. So they're playing the number one seeded Ravens. That's the first game of the weekend. That's 2.30 on uh, ABC on Saturday. The other Saturday game will be Green Bay at San Francisco. What do you know? The Packers and the 49ers are playing in the playoffs again. And then the the, uh, the last game we await. Detroit will play in the early slot on Sunday, and they will play the. Uh, it d- d- just depends on how tonight's game goes. So before we take a break, Coach, what'd you think of last night? The game of the whole weekend was was Sunday night football last night. You yourself, you're the head coach of the Detroit Lions for a couple years. It's funny because my mom and I were texting about this. Detroit, as a city, was once the crown jewel of America. Where the automobile was created, you know, where the automobile first started getting produced, at a moment in time, Detroit was it. It was the the premier city in America. They've had all sorts of great sports teams throughout the years: mm-hmm. the Red Wings, the Tigers, the Pistons, the Lions. Even with when Detroit was rolling, were never good. The Lions have yeah. been the down down hard luck losers forever. I mean, they've been the least successful team in the whole NFL in terms of of uh, playoffs. Now. They finally did it. They finally got a playoff win. What a win. What did you think last night of just the emotion around that game? Oh, I'm so happy that uh, for the fans. Uh, and they stuck with the head coach, you know. And so they got the culture built. Yep. And they've got some really good players. Heck, their best pass rusher uh, grew up in Plymouth, right? I mean, he's right, right there. up the road. That's, it's, where, it's that's awesome. where I lived, you know. Uh, right by, it's, it's probably maybe, two, it's, Let's say 10 minutes from the University of Michigan, uh, Plymouth, and it's probably 20 from Ford Field. You know, so, uh, and they're playing in Ford Field. So I was rooting very, very hard for them. Man alive. That game could have gone either way. Oh, man. I thought the Rams played a heck of a game. They kind of they kind of caught fire down the down the stretch. And Matt Stavers is so tough, man. He can really throw the football man, from all can throw it. I, I loved him coming out of Georgia. Uh, this man was a pure passer of the football, and obviously still is. And he's another guy that can kind of put a team on his shoulders. He doesn't move quite as much as no. some, but man, can he throw the football from every angle with accuracy. You know, I just think he's a heck of a quarterback. And uh, Sean McVay, great job of coaching this year. It was a great great job by the Rams to, to get to that point. Uh, but he's got to feel so happy for Detroit. I, I, I read a hilarious tweet saying... Tonight will be the first night in the history of the world that people will be texting about Detroit Lions wins <laughs> because texting didn't exist That's right. in 1991. The oh, last I, time. Saw, I saw some signs, too, that said uh, first time in my lifetime or whatever. So, yeah, yeah it's been a long time coming. And uh, what a great sports town that is, though. I mean, oh, for sure. they love their sports. But it's one of those things. Uh, uh, it, it's much like... Uh, Houston's going to go through. When when you get to a, a, a point, people try to pull you down. Oh, you know, that's in right. Philly, like they wanted to pull all the great players down, uh, and then when they're done, build a statue of them. Though that's I right, mean, it's that's crazy. Right. That's right. It's crazy. So uh, the ups and downs, especially today in the NFL, you've got to be mentally strong because you're going to drop a game or two in a row, you know, two or three in a row. You've got to be able to motor through that adversity. As Dan Campbell said, because Dan Campbell played for the Lions for three years, and when he was first getting into coaching, he said, man, 
I know that if you could ever get it going in Detroit, my God, because these people will just love you. And that's exactly what's going on right now. Now, Dan Campbell, I believe, was on the 0-16 team. He was. Uh, you know, so he's been through it now. And he what a great job he's done. Great job. We'll give you some thoughts on the upcoming final playoff game of the weekend, Monday Night Football, Eagles at Bucks. That's next. Keep it right here. Monday afternoon quarterback with Marty Mortaweg, presented by Stockman Bank. No one is now ESPN Radio. I heard this when Sawyer Brown singing it. Did you know George Jones wrote it? Oh, country western here on your Monday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mortaway, you've missed anything in the show. You can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One game left now after Buffalo takes care of business against Pittsburgh. It's the Eagles at the Bucks. Bucks are at home because they're the division champs in one of the worst divisions in the NFL. Eagles are on the road despite 11 wins, but they are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total set at 43-and-a-half. What do we think of this matchup tonight? Well, I'm biased, as you know. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, and Howie, I think, has built a real good team. But what a falter down the stretch. Man. They've lost five of six, like Jacksonville, I think. They they were similar and didn't make the playoffs. That's right. The Eagles slip in, got to go on the road. It might be a little better on the road, you know. I was Maybe. in Philly for a decade, you know. Uh, up 21 points and you lose a yard and they start booing you, you know. So this might be a breath of fresh air for the vaunted Philadelphia Eagles defense and Jalen Hurts. They got to figure out a way to do it because here's the thing. Tampa Bay is going to drag you into deep water, right? They, they just want to get you in an absolute slugfest fist fight. So, And if they do, they aggregate it up. That, that's how they win games. I, I'm, I'm so interested to see how the Eagles' offense operates. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield, Mayfield, right, will he play or not? I know he's beat up. It looks like he's going to play. Uh, but how effective can he be uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles' defense? But, man... Do they even have any confidence in themselves right, right now? Totally. I mean, they they got to be some, uh, and they've got some good leaders on that football team. So I would I would suspect that the Eagles will play pretty well. Back at it tomorrow, 4 p.m. We have a Cat Grizz first look leading up to the basketball games. Plus, Danny Sprinkle, head coach of Utah State, will join us as well. We'll see you then. New Honest Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home and uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on and it was really surreal it was a cool moment cool experience for sure uh, that's so cool you guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you but when people are looking up to you like they do I mean they think I mean you're the man right now for <laughs> the <laughs> University of Montana what's yeah. that like being a Montana kid um it's different for sure um you know growing up you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that but um you know it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids lives um you know, I just wanted to make sure, 
uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.